Welcome to It's All Relative. I'm Josh. And I'm Timothy. What's good? And we're back at it with episode five. Yeah, we made it to five. Episode five. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I'm always happy to be here doing these with you. They're always a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah, we make this really fun, right? It is. And we're starting to get a lot more listeners. Shout outs to all of y'all that are listening. Absolutely. We appreciate that for sure. The more love that's shown, it definitely helps us out. It helps out the podcast. Right. And we greatly appreciate that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I got a question for you, brother. How are you feeling? I know we haven't had a podcast in a week, but how have you been doing? How have you been maintaining? Yes, I've been good, you know, taking care of things. We have been. We did go on a little uh, week hiatus, you know, um, to take care of a few things, but uh, we're back on track Yeah, and we're good. Same here. Good. Everything's good with you? Everything's good with me. I got everything that I needed to get straightened out ebay straightened out i got another little process coming up uh as far as selling things like i'm about to start selling on etsy uh, for things that uh my friends make so we're working on that and then finally i'm actually starting on youtube so i'm actually going to be talking about retro video games on youtube Nice. yeah so i'm gonna try and bring this podcast voice over to talking about uh different histories of uh different video games that we all played when we were younger nice nice right when you get that up and running we'll definitely have to plug that in oh for sure for sure for sure so uh before we get started i want to explain one thing real quick we have had some fan questions uh involving okay involving our cover art sounds good uh yeah some people have asked some questions about that so uh and i don't think we ever mentioned it so i want to uh give a special shout out to the artist who uh, drew up and created our cover art, and her name is Kelly Mon. Kelly Mon. Kelly Mon. She is shout outs to her. Shout outs, Kelly. Thanks. She is the it's beautiful. She is my stepson's girlfriend. There you go. And she's a fantastic artist. Yeah, she's, she is. Yeah, she's done a lot of good work. Yeah. So the picture of that cover art uh, for all the fans, you know that uh, check us out on Apple. That's mm-hmm. what they'll see. Spotify. Yeah. They'll see the logo. Was there too. YouTube, and on Anchor as well. And on Anchor as yes, well. Yes, sir. So, uh, once again, just uh, thank you, Kelly. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And real quick, you know, some news that's uh, a little a little sad is that uh, on December 10th, we lost Tommy Tiny Lister. Oh, man. We lost Debo. Yes. Uh, oh, Jesus. That's he right. Died at the age of sixty-two. Like you had mentioned, uh he was uh he was America's bully. Oh you yeah. know, known as Debo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to another uh group of people Oh um, wait, before you before you swag in, he was also in WWE as well. Uh, or WWF a long time ago. Exactly. I was just gonna say to another group of people, uh, wrestling fans oh, would probably go. know him better as Zeus. Cause that's my bad. I should let you nah, go with you, it. You good with yeah. it, bro. Appreciate that. Man, rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Um I guess uh, his manager had said that um, he was complaining of um, having some symptoms of COVID, like prior oh, prior days, yes, to his, him passing, like trouble breathing and yeah, whatnot. Right, right, which is sad. COVID's it's, taking everybody. Yeah, it's horrible. Got to be careful. So, with that, definitely uh, rest in rest in peace, Debo. Rest in peace, Debo. For sure, we'll always remember that uppercut in Friday. <laughs> For sure. For sure. For sure. So on a on a more positive note, today's guest is someone who is gonna give us some inside knowledge uh on two very distinct sports. 
Okay. One in particular that is growing in popularity by the day. Okay. The other being a little more on the extreme side. But uh, you can find this man throwing discs hundreds of feet, bending velocity through twists and bends and trees. And if you can't find him doing that, you may want to look up because there's a good chance he would be jumping out of a plane. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Malloy. Welcome. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. My man. Oh, man. Thanks for coming, Thanks bro. Thanks for being on this on the pod for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm very excited for it. Thank you. No, we're we're definitely excited to hear about these uh two hobbies of yours. This is gonna be uh new to a lot of people out there because uh they haven't been put on yet to the sport of disc golf, you know, and um and people either wouldn't or haven't had the opportunity to skydive as well. Which is the other? And hobby. never will in some cases. Yes. Yeah, so once again, we appreciate you taking the time to be a part of this. this yeah. Is, yeah. This is going to be great. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank yeah. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um. Before we get into those, though, I want to run something by since uh, this is kind of our first episode involving um, you know, athletics or sports okay. and whatnot. I wanted to. I had a question for for everyone, real quick. Yeah. Let's um, go. What's up? I wanted to discuss everyone's thoughts on the latest NBA news. I don't know if anyone's heard, but um, Adam Silver, who is the NBA commissioner, announced that they will not test the players for cannabis this upcoming season. Well, that's a good step. I think that's Which, the greatest. I agree. I think that's a, it's amazing. I think it's the right choice. Mm-hmm. It's a historical step, honestly. Yes, it, is. it really is. It's going to help. Yeah. It's going to save a lot of stuff. If like you know, if other sports like football, baseball, if they followed this path, uh, it could save a lot of people. You right. know what I'm saying? And like, it also just looks good like visually to have a major organization get behind this idea of not making cannabis an an impediment to playing or to doing something that they want to do. Correct. Right. It's 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 a medicine, and it's uh it's definitely beneficial. There's and too much nonsense, and people lose too many careers over it. You know, you endorsements yeah. and stuff like that, just right. over, right? A- just over balls. cannabis. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, the NBA actually has been doing it. They um through this whole year with the whole COVID thing, the whole bubble. Like they were the ones to be able to to finish their season, keep it contained, you know what I'm saying? They they didn't have issues like we see with football and baseball where every other day, you know, people are testing positive. Testing positive. Exactly. You know who's also done well is hockey. Yeah, Hockey, oh, really? Yeah, because they're all okay. up there in Canada. Yeah, that's They have true. a bubble up there in Canada. Nice, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. That was... That's, that's actually true. very interesting. Yeah. That is. Yeah. See, I mean, hey, uh, the NHL is definitely something. I'm surprised, actually, that they... Um, weren't the first ones to to like to come be out with pro it? cannabis because if you're not in Canada it's like people don't really care but NHL is like some pretty fun stuff to watch anyways oh, so yeah. yeah they should give some more shine down here yeah yeah but it only really matters if like the NBA or the NFL comes out with something like this right and the NBA I feel like there's there's such a top leader of many things even with the black lives matter thing exactly. they, they were able to still carry and and you know present their message and they did it well. Pretty glowingly. Yeah, absolutely. And they're uh, definitely in the right direction, mm. I feel. so. But um, let's get into one of the reasons why Kyle is here. Let's start talking about some of this disc golf. Right. Disc fire away. Um, so disc golf, 
is a flying disc sport in which players throw a disc at a target. It is played using rules similar to golf, and it is usually played on a course with 9 to 18 holes. Sound correct? Correct, yes. Okay, 9 to 18. How long does it take? Well, I mean, obviously, it depends on your skill. And then also, just like any other golf course, there is harder courses and there's easier courses. But, Jesus, I mean, for most of the time, it's free. So you go out there with a bunch of friends. It can take you all day. Okay. I mean, no no one's rushing you or anything like that, you know. So, like, at the pace of golf, if need be. Oh, yeah. You could sit there, have a drink or two, you know, just sit there, relax. And just pick up whenever you're ready. Like I said, no one's going to be pushing you to go. Right, right, If right. anything, you just let them go on by. You know, it gives you another second just to like, all right. All right. Chill yeah. out a little bit Set longer. Set the mood and stuff. Can Is there like any rules to waiting, say, for example, for like the wind? Because I know the wind has to be a factor in this game. Well, I mean, if you're playing like in a tournament, yes. Like then okay. you have like 30 seconds to make a shot. To make a shot. Like okay. same thing with if you're about to tee off, mm-hmm. you only have 30 seconds. So. Okay. You know, traditionally, yes, you want to wait until the wind cuts out, but if sometimes it's you not, can't. Yeah, exactly. That is the one annoying thing about golf and and even miniature golf is always having to be rushed. Right, right, right. You got right, people right. behind you, you right. know. So it's pretty cool that you know you can just take your time and whatnot. Right. Let me ask you something, my man. Um, when did you first get into disc golf? Probably around 2015. I was introduced to it by uh, one of my friends. Okay. And what were your thoughts like when you first heard of it? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are not very familiar with it. You know, I, I've always played like ultimate frisbee with my friends in the backyard, tossing a disc back there. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned that he ended up picking up disc golf and there was a course down in Beacon. So okay. he told me to meet him down there one day and I gave it a shot and I was like, how you long? know, I fell in love with it right there. Okay, I was going to ask. I was like, how long did it take you before you, you'd say that you had, like, a good comprehension of the sport? I mean, definitely a few games in. A few games Like, in? probably, okay. like, one or two to get, like, iron out the rules. Okay. For, but for the most part, it's just like, you know, you're trying to get from point A to point B in, in the least pace. amount of strokes as possible. So you would say, like, uh, you having fun at the very beginning is what made it really, like, you know, take hold for you. With that and the fact that, like, you know, there's really no expense to it. Right. You know, a disc costs about 15 to 20, 20 bucks. bucks. You can just easily just go win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's just cheap. It's easy. And then it's just honestly learning the disc that's going to make you better. Right. You know, like I said, it's for the most part free and you're just enjoying free time with your friends. That's so fucking cool. That's uh, actually cool just to go outside, <laughs> you know what I mean, and do you something. Know, it gives you it's kind of like hiking with a purpose cuz it kind of goes up and down the side of Mount Beacon and stuff and you're just out there with your buddies in the woods and no one no else, one is, else out is there, there so right. you're enjoying nature and disc golf is meant to honestly, you know, be a part of nature. Like we're not, you know, cutting down all trees so there's a clear straight path. Like you got to play with nature play with and nature around and the trees. That's like so that can affect yeah, your throw. That yeah. is wild. Some of the yeah, I've, I've seen uh, some courses that have some holes where literally, like straight in front of you, where you need to throw this disc. Mm-hmm. There are trees like literally like lined right there. up, and you got to. So somehow... this isn't like some Captain America shit where you throw it and automatically like ricochets through trees and stuff. Or is there like a like a way of throwing it to, to I get mean, it beyond trees and everything? As a question for both of you. Well, I mean, you can throw it either way. I mean, there's a couple di- different styles of throwing it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, for the most part, if you're right-handed and you're just going to throw it right backhand, it's naturally going to want to fade left. 
Ah, okay. So you can actually bend these and manipulate these discs to how you want to fly. Okay. I mean, each disc has a different type of flight style. Right. But depending on how you throw it, you can kind of manipulate that for what you got to go do. Okay, like you can change the like the trajectory and everything. Exactly. The direct. Oh, so like like I can make a disc like a disc do like a nice S turn. So you know, oh, if okay. the, you got to get around some trees. Hopefully, you know, you make the right decision and it right. does the turns at the right distances. Right. Yeah, so if you got skill, you can yeah, bend, exactly. them, <laughs> bend them through the trees you can bend and whatnot. Through the trees. And, and, yeah. and uh, if you suck, you're gonna uh, they're gonna bounce off the trees. Bounce yeah. off the trees. No, the tree, gonna, trees yeah. aren't your friend at that point. No, no. it's not. You just be chopping down no. trees. <laughs> but the interest. Hold on, one more. Just the interesting thing about it is, how do you like? Let's say you do have a tree. How do you know that there's like not another tree or like some other shrubbery behind it? Like, how do you... Well, I mean, you try to line up your shot, obviously, with the disc, and you can only, you know, see... If you can see the basket, you can try and figure out a line. Okay. You know, will you be able to throw 200 feet straight through maybe a three or four foot gap? Wow. Probably not. But if there's, like, a bigger gap to your right, that where you can have it fade up to the right and come and back and come drop back down. the basket. Oh, that's pretty cool. But then again, there's branches you might not see up there. Little twigs and stuff. Will, right alter the flight path and like you know just when you think it's perfect might hit a little branch and just drop and you just like drop 100 it. feet away and wow. then next thing you know you got a 100 foot shot jesus yeah you know what's wild uh when i was introduced to this game because um i actually uh am somewhat familiar with disc golf okay you were a connoisseur of the disc golf uh i played twice okay twice you still um, did something yeah. yeah it was crazy though because when i was introduced to it um i was living down in virginia at the time um, I was going to school down there, and it was just like a normal day, I think during the summer. So me and a bunch of my roommates and friends, we were just trying to figure out, you know, something to do during the day. So, like, we were mm-hmm. trying to – and this one dude, uh, he was a local dude. He was like, uh, yo, you know, we should go play disc golf. And then I was like, what? Like, what is disc Yeah, golf? you hear it, and it's you just like, what the hell like, are you talking about? Yeah, right? I thought it was yeah. some weird, like, uh, I don't know country made up game that these dudes like made up and wanted to apparently play. it's an amazing sport but it's crazy yeah when we went it was actually a really good time and just uh what i wanted to say though getting back on some of the crazy um the holes there was one i remember in particular like it was in the woods there were trees and like the hole was like up top Right. Like, honestly, so you had to like throw this thing like through trees and uphill. And uphill. It's not like wow. Like because most golf courses and shit, like everything's straight. Yeah, you know? it's straight, not, and it's like slopes, you, and maybe not, has a turn. You're not or going something. at an angle, like right. even even trying to walk up that hill sucked. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, you right. Got to throw this thing up there to you know to have it come back around trees. and everything. Crazy. But what I wanted to ask you, bro, was um. Uh, are there special types of discs or a certain brand that are better than others? Or I mean, like the two biggest ones right now that come off the top of my head, there's like a Nova, which I started out with because Nova. the easiest way for me to get disc was at Dick's. Okay. Mm. And other than that, like I started picking up uh, Discraft, which my favorite pro went to from a Nova to Discraft. And then there's also like Discmania and Latitude 64 and stuff like that. But the two big guys, a Nova and Discraft. Disc graph, okay. Right on. And you say you got a Dick Sporting Goods? Yeah, Dick there? Sporting Goods does uh, a Nova Discs over there, yeah. Discs, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the size of these discs, are they like, okay, so like normal Frisbees are pretty big, right? 
and these discs for disc golf, they're um, they're smaller, correct? Yeah, they're a little bit smaller, thinner. I mean, it also depends on which the disc is meant for. You okay. know, just like clubs in the golf clubs, like there's right. putters, there's putters, and everything. there's and like you know irons for your mid game in okay. between, and then okay. there's drivers. So just putter, mid range driver, just like discs. Okay, and uh, as far as like the driver, like is its purpose similar to golf? Yeah, just to get distance. Okay. I mean, there's uh there's fairway drivers and then there's distance drivers. Fairway so dri- like, okay. you know, so for instance, there's holes that you're out in a giant, you know, just kind of like golf where there's no trees out in front of you. It's kind of like a field. A field, okay. So, you know, accuracy isn't the biggest concern right, right there. It's more along getting distance because most of those holes are very long. Okay. So it's about more of eating up distance. Oh, so do, are they like specifically designed for like power, like power throws? Like you're just trying to launch it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So like certain arm speeds, like certain discs, like weights and how fast you throw it determines how that disc will fly. Like I could throw a disc and it will completely fly different in your hands okay. just because of how hard I can throw and how hard you can throw right, it. Right, right. But you could find that same disc and you just make it in a lower weight and you can get it to a much easier path for you to throw it where uh, it'll go okay. straight instead of just cut hard left on you. Right, right. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Uh, what was your first experience playing? Like you remember? I mean, it was a while ago now that I think about how many times that I played, but I mean, like I said, it was nice and relaxing for the most part. You know, there was no pressure. It wasn't like, you know, hey, I just paid 40, 50 bucks right. and, you know, I'm getting rushed behind people behind me and right. You right, know, right, I'm right. not enjoying it. Where, I, you know, I'm just going here with my friends for the most part. It's free, you mm-hmm. know, maybe grab a beer or two mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. gas to get there and right. you're just hanging out and pretty much having a good time. That's all it is. Yeah, it's cool though that the um that it is very beneficial that it that's a free thing to do. Yeah, relatively free. Money. The the cheapest hobby that I think I can find. Right, that's you can cool. just bring your friends and you're good. That's yeah. I mean, as long as you don't lose them. I mean, over time after hitting trees, depending on because they do have different types of plastics, some mm-hmm. beat up more than others. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they'll last you years as long as you're not hitting trees nonstop. Right. Well, but, I mean, even that could be fun too. If you're yeah. going to be angry, just, you know, how hard exactly. can you hit? Oh yeah. yeah. No, there's plenty of trees out there. To hit. Actually. Do you have a favorite course to play at or do you play at the same course or have you played at different? I, I, I jump around. I mean, the two main that I go back and forth is the Beacon Glades and Hackett Hill and Hyde Park. And okay. me and my Hackett buddies okay. have been trying to do more with, uh, Hackett Hill, there's been more like money getting pumped into that now. There's actual tee pads being made and stuff like that. Oh, where nice. oh, wow. the Beacon Glades, the course that I originally first played at, right. has gotten much better too. Like like I said, the sport's growing, more money's mm-hmm. going into it. It's tee pads instead of just, you know, dirt tee pads. There's actually pavers Paver- okay, you know, okay. and stuff like that. So they really put the money in there. Yeah. So let me actually throw you another question. Uh, as far as the sport, could you ever see yourself going a little bit more pro? I would like to, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it takes time and dedication and consistent practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. But, I mean, there's a lot of competition out there. But I enjoy it enough to where, you know. Exactly. I'll do that practice. Yeah, I can see like, how I, happy you are talking about like, it. Like, so. I played a tournament the uh, the other week up at Wilcox. And I think it was at Red Hook. And I ended up doing a 1,000 putts within that week before the wow, tournament okay. because my putting just did not feel good like within right. even within 10 feet i still worried about it so i was like 
you know, I'm going to get this out of my mind. I'm right. going to make it to where it's muscle memory. Just put it in the put desk. Out, yeah. Right. yeah. So you're already at the level where you're just thinking, you know, you're already thinking about how can I get better at this? It's not like just fun for you. It's like, yeah. how can I get really good at this and still make it fun? Yeah. It's something that I enjoy. There's still like a competition to it, but it's, there's no other competition I've had the similarity to mm-hmm. because this sport, someone's always willing to help you. It's right. never like something where someone's much better than you and just, you know, kind of talks down at you or something like that, doesn't want to play with you. Right, right, right. Nine times out of ten, any disc golf place you go to, any course, and you're not doing well, someone will give you a pointer. People will even lend you discs to that's, try this. Like, this awesome. will work yeah, better cool. for you. Yeah, like, it's, it's a really very, cool. very good community. Yeah, it's very which, inviting. Exactly. Yeah. You know, everyone that I've met, you know, I've learned plenty of things from other people. Mm, and yeah. so I do the same thing. You know, I want to play with people that, you know, want to play to their best potential and, you know, have good matches, you get should. better over time because you're going to enjoy it more. Obviously, you do something, you get good at, you know, doing something, it becomes more fun. Okay. Well, we may have to ask because you, you seem so excited. I mean, this for most people is going to be their very first time. So if you have like some information that they can get like off of this podcast, if they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if you can get it. The easiest thing to do is at Dick Sporting Goods. They have like, or you can go online. They'll have a beginner starter pack with a three pack. It's like 29 bucks. $29. Okay. That's all you need. Not too bad. Boom. Easy entry. There's you go. And then you find a course online and boom, you're right there. It's. 20 bucks to play. It's bucks, definitely right? a growing yeah. sport and just something, something like you said, something free and fun to do yeah. and to be able to be outside. I mean, granted, right now it is winter. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So, but like come spring and summertime, um, it's great to be yeah. outside, yeah, get be fresh great. air and to be able to go and do that. It's uh, It sounds fun. And I feel like uh, soon, like you had mentioned, that uh, a lot more people are going to be picking up on this. And I'm, it's def- gonna... I'm definitely seeing it on some of the courses for right. sure. I was going to ask. More people, yeah. I was going to ask. Especially with the busy. coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like, even since the beginning, there's been plenty of people I have never seen before that were just like, hey, I just found this, you know, during this whole time. And I fell in love with it. You know, that's great. There's something to do. You're not really, you don't have to be near people. You know, you can enjoy yourself and... You know, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, man. yeah. That's real sweet. You mentioned tournaments. Um, how many have you played in? Now I've played in three, and one was only like a real sanctioned tournament that counts towards like my PDGA score. Okay. Now what is explain that? What is the the professional disc golf association? Okay. So kind of like, you know, I get a number out of everyone that's registered mm-hmm. in that in that group. Yeah, like, in that okay. group. So right. then uh Whenever you compete in sanctioned tournaments, it counts like point wise, and you get rated off that, and then that's how you're you ranked. Know, you're you're ranked, you're yeah, ranked off a number. Let me throw a question oh. at you then. Uh, as far as putting uh, numbers actually up on a scoreboard now, how did did that affect like your gameplay? Did, because now it's like actual professional, like your number is being placed down somewhere. Did that make you like a little nervous or anxious? Honestly, yes. It, it, it did make me nervous in the fact that like it was an actual like, you know, rules count for everything. Like, okay. You know, you can't, okay. you can't take that second shot. You know, you sure. can't, you know, misstep. You got to make sure you put down your little marker uh-huh. just like in golf when you're about to throw or, you know, hit or something like uh-huh. that. So mm. it was just making sure, you know, you play enough with your buddies. Sometimes that slips a little bit. Right. You know, you just you're having fun. So right. 
you don't you don't want to gain a stroke just because you decide yeah, to get lazy exactly. about it. You know? But did like as for your casual play, did did playing that one professional time, did that make you want to step up your casual play a little bit? Like, yeah, let's, oh, let's did, be a yeah, little no, bit serious. I, I actually kept it down. Like, I'm still in the amateur, so not even okay. pro. I mean, you can sign up for pro. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I, I don't see the point in going there yet. Right, right, right. You know, I want to stick with people that are more in my group and not go completely out of my league, you know, because the holes, especially mm-hmm. that they play, are much, uh, much longer. Okay. So it's like a more, much more of an endurance type of thing, or is it? It's it's just you got to be a more powerful player. Okay. Like you got to be able to get like some real real distance. I think my best that I've ever gotten is about four hundred feet. And wow. If you want to play like real professional level, you need to be able to get four hundred feet just by standing there and flicking it. Wow. Damn. Like you need to be able to get that thing out to like five six hundred feet easy. Easy. Wow. So with these tournaments and whatnot, what's like winnings, how much is it money? Like, what, well, what people... with the division I'm in, because it's amateur, mm-hmm. there's no like money winnings. Okay. okay, but if like you know, I did sign up professional, then there's actual money pot and stuff, and then they also have like what a bunch of courses will also have is an ace pot. So there'll be ace leagues, okay. where you know courses will have you know games every week where everyone can play and get ranked and stuff like that, just at your own home course. That's okay, cool. that's cool. And so that there'll even be like an ace pot. Where so every time you're playing for money, there's like always a dollar or two going towards the ace pot. So if someone ends up hitting this ace when they're playing, you can end up winning like you know a good couple hundred bucks, maybe yeah, a thousand yeah, bucks or bad. something like that. So, so is it like a know. pot above the the other pot? Is that what you're saying? Like an ace pot? Like it's like a no, no, just like just you know just somewhere like you know to store the money. Okay. Like, oh, I know. feel you. I feel you. So. Uh, I'm assuming that when when people play, they they take this a little serious. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. No, there um, there's been times where you know I've took it a little too serious, and it, at the end of the day, you're just like, you know, you're not going to get any better if you get frustrated. Right, right, right. So when you play a normal game, how many people can play at a time, or is there? Not I mean, a- I've I've gone out with quite a big group. Uh-huh. I mean, like I said, it all really depends on how well everyone plays. Like you know, if everyone's at the same like level playing disc then it was you know it'll be a good time you know you're at the same pace where you know say if i play with someone that doesn't know how to throw well i throw 300 feet and then they're throwing shots like every 100 feet and it's kind of like it's a little choppy like the pacing's off. yeah at that point but do you do you do you find yourself being frustrated with playing people that are lesser than you like not lesser but like they're just not as good as you honestly honestly no like i i enjoy like like I said, giving pointers okay. or something like that. You know, I right. want someone. To, I want to be able to play someone at their best of their abilities. You know, right, right, right. You might as well. If yeah. You're doing something. You want to get decent at it. You know, you want to get good. You at want to it. get good at it. You want to help the other people get good at it too. So you know, exactly. Like get, you know, I enjoy it so much. So it's like you know, I want to bring the happiness to the other person. Like right. as soon as they get to a point where they they're good and they're enjoying it, then. You know, you, you, you reach that enlightenment that it's so much fun. Yeah, that's beautiful, actually. That means that this sport is definitely made for you because, I mean, you I can tell that you're just lighting up talking about it. Yeah, you yeah. know, you don't need a tea time. Yeah. You can just show up. Yeah, you can just you show just up. You just call up a few friends, be like, hey, you want to go play some disc? All right, let's just go meet up here. You know, you don't have to pay anything. You don't have to, like, talk to anybody. Just go there with your friends mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, let's have a day. Yeah, let's have know? a day, yeah. No dress code. Like, right, you exactly. gotta go play golf. Right, and, right, right. Uh, you know, you bring a little smoke, you can drink, you know, yeah. there's... That's good time. Everyone's times. nice having a good time. That's Absolutely. beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, 
What is the best that you've ever done or shot? I'm sure. I mean, I'm willing to bet good money that you've gotten a few aces. I've actually, I've gotten four aces. I actually just missed my, possibly grabbing my fifth ace last week. It ended up bouncing out of the basket. Damn. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, so kind of just like regular ball golf. Imagine, you know, hits the bottom of the cup and bounces out. And bounces out. out. Like this. This hit the chains and wow. it just bounced off. Luckily, it only ended up bouncing like five feet away and not like much further, right. making it a much harder shot to put it right back in. But luckily, how do you, how do you drive like or how do you? I guess it's putting at that point. How do you put a shot like when it's that close? At five feet. Yeah, you know, just like a just simple, gently, just gently, like, like toss like just right toss in. Wow, and okay. that's the thing, though. Like you can even miss from that range i've wow. i've missed plenty of times from that range you know you just don't think about it you think oh it's right oh, here it's right here like, it's going know. in those yeah. frisbees curve and turn different wow. ways too yeah bro. is there like yeah. any any penalty if it's like rolling like as it's like trying to enter the the hole does is there any penalty for like rolling well actually no the you know let me pull up what a basket sure. looks like yeah, yeah sure it's, it's on yeah i have like a bad idea of how, of how yeah, there's like how a post looks. in the ground and whatnot and okay then there, there's like a bucket that's up here so it doesn't sit on the ground it's up on top and then there's a chain almost ah. like a almost like a like a chain like a, a chain okay hoop. like a like a hoop yeah and when you throw it um you know you, you got to get it in the chain or it's got to hit the chain it's got to go in, like, it's got to rest in the basket. In the, okay. okay. Like, it could get stuck in this outside Out. cage, or it could even land on top of the basket. It'll still count. No. it, oh, it, it, it could be. Count. It could even be on top of the basket, like, at the top of the chains, at the top of the pole, mm-hmm. and it won't count. It's got to be resting, like, in the basket or in the chains. Oh, very interesting. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, so it has to pole. be inside. Yeah. Right. It's got to be in those chains or okay. resting in the basket. Oh, okay. That's not too bad if it's got to be in the basket, too. It's like two different chances. But you know what some of the cool things is that some places will have that different setup. Like, they'll have elevated baskets. Oh. Like, there's a place down FDR where they have two baskets set on top of each other. Okay. Because, they like, some courses, they have, like, a long hole and a short hole. Okay. And they'll have either two baskets or two And it's the length of the basket itself? No, no, it's length of the, like how long like the distance of the hole is. Ah, okay, I see. I get so that. like some courses will have two tee pads for mm-hmm. one hole. Mm-hmm. So like you know, depending on the distance you want to play, like the harder distance is going to be the furthest tee pad away from the basket. Okay. Or you could have one tee pad, and they'll have two baskets in different placements. Mm-hmm. Like you know, obviously the harder one being like in a more difficult position, most likely farther away. Do you get more points for doing the harder one? No, so that's out of just for pure challenge? Yeah, it's all about skill. Okay. Yep, just to get it there. Man, that's not bad, though. Yeah, always practicing, uh, always do better. Yep, got to learn always. your discs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, we you talked about certain courses and whatnot and layouts. What um is there a, a particular course that uh, is just killer for you? Super difficult, one that you just do not like <laughs> having a... I mean, that I don't like is... Gardner. Okay. I mean it's 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 a Shout good course. To but it's 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 a tight it's a tight very tight wooded course. Like okay. there's very very tight lines. Like I'm talking about like maybe 3 to 5 feet wide for 300 feet. That's Jesus. tough. Yeah. That's rough. So yeah. sometimes it's a little bit of a luck shot. Like, you know, okay. there's there's sometimes a lot of luck in disc, you know. It'll take a ricochet off something and end up kicking mm-hmm. you right in the way right you want to go okay. instead of like kicking you also, it could kick you right out. Like, so, what happens if it's like far away on a course like that? Is it just like really treacherous to get it back over there? 
Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, super impressive though to even say that you've gotten more than one ace. You know, in yeah. there. Yeah. No, I, I've definitely gotten lucky for for the most part. I never believed any of them. My uh, remember my second one, the guy I was just meeting on the course down in Jersey when mm-hmm. I was down in my family's house, and you know it. Ended up apparently going in. He was like, holy shit, it went in, it went in, it went in. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, that's probably another basket. Walked right, up right. there and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And they actually went in. Yeah. That's dope. Now, how long, like, okay, so every every hole, what's the average or normal uh, par? I mean. Fours or? Threes, I mean, three. depending on, like, the difficulty. Like, I would say pros, mm-hmm. it would probably be, like probably four to five four to okay. five okay but also their threes are much harder and much longer so like it also depends on the courses that they're playing so they like, make the threes intentionally long on purpose that or more difficult more they'll difficult. have like mandos or something like that which is like a mandatory tree or a mandatory point that it has to go around that you have to go around wow okay that's actually really so interesting, if you though. miss that you that's know crazy. that's a bad shot you're gonna have to redo that right you have to go back around or you go to a drop zone a designated area where you're already it. taking the stroke and then you're taking your third stroke or whatever stroke from that point and then hopefully but you're going to still be a decent a distance decent away distance, you right. know most you like, don't want to do it. that that just seems like a like a course that would like break people like a course like that no there, there's some really tough ones out there with water hazard that where you're thrown over lakes and stuff like that oh, and that's, that's the thing cool. when you lose a disc that's frustrating like it, it's hard like yeah. i've lost a bunch of discs before and like you know i've had discs that like I can tell you, I use this disc for five different courses and which exact holes that I use this they disc use for. Right. The second that disc leaves, it's like, that damn. damn. Because yeah. I've also played with that disc for a few years, so okay. I got it to where I wanted it right. because it doesn't fly like it was new. Right, right, right. right. So, is you know, it, you wear it in. So a worn disc is actually better than a newer disc? For the most part, like for you throwing it because okay. you're learning over time how it, you know, how it mm-hmm. throws. Mm-hmm. So beating it in, like, you know, you're just getting more comfortable with how to throw it. I mean, you could be comfortable with how a new disc flies. But then again, like, once it starts to get beat in, you're going to have to adjust to how that disc flies. I see. Because the more you hit trees and beat it up, it's going to slightly alter how it flies. It's going to actually make it go straighter. Interesting. Have you ever been in a situation where there's a disc that you didn't like and, like, it, it ricocheted off of something and didn't, like had a little bit of a better trajectory or it just felt better to you? Well, when I bounced it off a tree or something yeah, like, like that? Well, like, let's say you had a disc that um, you just weren't really like in tune with yet, mm-hmm. but it maybe you tossed it and it hit something. Did you ever like find yourself liking it a bit more? There were points where like I was trying to force myself to use that disc. I would maybe throw it a certain way where okay. I could make it work for me. Right. And then... You know, I would get comfortable being able to throw it that way and end up using it more and mm-hmm. more. And then I would be able to make it less of an exaggerated throw okay. to where I get the shot that I want. All right. That's pretty cool. That's so they could be very like tight discs that turn left real hard when you throw them. And right. the more and more and more, you know, you play with them, the more they'll straighten they're out. They'll straighten out. Okay. So then you don't have to put that crazy power into it. Right, you know, right. it does kind of what you want. Okay. That's very, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. all right well we're gonna take a quick break but um before we do i guess we just should let all the listeners and uh all our fans know that um you know if you guys are looking for 
something to do. Get on this yeah, Discord. Get on it. I'm going to have to start man. looking at it myself. Find yeah, something. my buddy actually uh, created a page on Facebook, Hackett Hill Disc Golf. Shout so out. if yeah, you want to swing on by, you can kind of see what it looks like. Okay. Look it up. Find that For Facebook sure. page. Join that. Get into it. It's a, You'll have a good time. It's a good time. So we want to remind our listeners that um, they can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, mm-hmm. YouTube, and Anchor. Please um, continue to show the love and support the pod. Subscribe, uh, comment, five-star rating. Please bless it. Always important, Always. please. We really appreciate that. So I guess we'll be right back. Yeah, we'll be right back. So I have a question for our listeners out there. Do you own a computer? Are you having trouble with broken screens? data backup issues, password reset problems, virus spyware removal, software installation issues. If so, Slipstream Repair Computer Electronic Solutions has you covered. Contact Timothy Latunde at 845-204-1712. The email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Once again, that is 845-204-1712. And the email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Call or email to schedule a free consultation. It's all relative. Still joining us in studio is Kyle Malloy, a disc golf competitor slash enthusiast. Oh, yeah. Um, now, besides disc golf, you have another hobby. Some would say or categorize it as an extreme sport. How extreme? Uh, top extreme. Pretty extreme. I, I myself um, have it in the category of being that shit crazy okay so death defying <laughs> but that is skydiving so skydiving skydiving when as did, a sport yeah when did you get into that bro i mean i got into it my first ever jump was for my 18th birthday okay and then i didn't try to get my license until about 2012 okay okay what made you decide you wanted to jump out of a plane my I mean, I grew up around it, technically. Okay. Like, my dad started skydiving since I was about six years old. Oh, so you've been watching the old man jump out of the plane. Yeah. So, you know, spent those afternoons or those days out there just sitting there watching all the colorful parachutes come landing in and <laughs> stuff like that. So, it's like it's like a beautiful thing for you to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, no, as they're falling and everything. Yeah. You never got scared of your dad, like, I mean, I, you know, I just... You know, he did it without a problem. I didn't think anything of it. That's interesting. I mean, I talk to people now because they have kids. They'll never think about it. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. My dad did it. Yeah, my dad did it. He was jumping out the plane. Yeah, but I guess you just never had like a fear of your dad dying at all or like a mistake or anything because it has to be something that people think of. Not really, honestly. I never thought that. Okay, wow. Just, you know. 
probably as a kid too you don't focus too much, too much on, on it. Yeah. And, and since he was able to do it successfully so many times right, right, i think right. i just had confidence he knew what he was doing right. that's so, amazing yeah you know there's nothing wrong with that uh how many times have you skydived say around 100 times 100, 100 times i haven't even done the first <laughs> i will never 100. do the first skydive yeah. which you know that's that's little numbers very very little numbers little number compared to what i mean at least with my old man he's i mean as long as he's jumped he still has over a thousand jumps. a thousand jumps but that there's you know someone who i started with in what was it 2012 that had i think the beginning of this year four thousand jumps four <laughs> and there's people up there you know the professionals out there that have twenty thousand like they're just basically jumping every single day. Yeah, no, they're paid to jump, they're like you know, jump. Red Bull skydivers, right. and, You know, performers and stuff like that. Wow, so it's their job. Meanwhile, I'm trying to just get off the get off the thing once. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you uh, you have a favorite place to go skydiving? Blue Ranch, Blue Ranch, Blue Ranch. Gardner. Shout out Blue Ranch. Shout out Gardner. Is there a specific time or, like, you got a favorite time of when you... Uh, I mean, honestly, probably, like, the beginning of summer. Beginning of summer. You know, when you're not sitting in a real hot box of a plane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're sitting in there for, like, 20 minutes getting the altitude. And if it's a very hot day... Yeah, no, you're you're sweating. Yeah, like hot and muggy and everything. You will even ride open, you know, ride up all the way to altitude with the back door open just to let air to oh, filter okay. through and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, you're just hoping to get out, just like rush out of the plane. Does that, does that, uh, like the fact that there's like heat or temperature differences, does it make you like more anxious to jump? When it's hotter, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's times where it'll be so hot that it ain't going to make a difference. Right. But like in the beginning stages, like when it's first starting to get warmer, then you can notice the, you know, the temperature change. Right. I remember it was like 70 degrees on the ground. And then when we got to altitude, it was absolutely freezing. And Jesus. I was in t-shirt and shorts and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's when I jumped out and I was like, I need to get down as fast as possible. Right. So you let this end, actually. That's crazy. It is. Uh, before you jump, like, what uh, what emotions do you go through? You get nervous? You excited? You just, you're, you're just so used to doing it. You just... I mean, after after the first few jumps, like, you know, when you're first getting back into it after the season of stopping right. for a little bit, you know, the first jump, you always get butterflies and oh, stuff okay. like that. Okay, but, so the butterflies come back. But after a few, you know, a few jumps, you just gets back to normal. You, you know, know, it a, just a becomes like an everyday type thing. Like, you know, you'll get like four or five jumps in it a day, you know, you just... And it's just nothing. That's wild. That's wild to just imagine just jumping off and the at plane the point of it, thinking of it. Yeah, it's just like your whole ride up. You're just thinking about what you're going to do in the air. Most people, wow. you're you're going through a routine in your head. What maybe you and your friends are trying to do. <laughs> Am I going to die? That's what we're thinking. Yeah, but, but you basically are thinking about making adjustments in the air or doing a, some tricks in the air? Yeah, I mean, like formations or something like okay, that. Okay, formations, that makes sense. Or you do some free sense. fly where, you know, you're just like hanging together not doing anything too specific you're just like doing sort of sort of angle flying and stuff like that right. when do, all right then that throws another question when did it when did it uh get to the point for you where you weren't thinking about making a bad landing or not opening your parachute to oh i need to make an adjustment here like while you're falling well i mean 
You're saying like an adjustment like Well, I mean more so like of the thought process. Like let's say like apparently if you either you start or you're very new to it, you're more like nervous that you're going to make a bad drop or something like that yeah. or even like of the parachute not I mean, open. I mean honestly, it was <laughs> yeah. probably after 25 jumps to the point where I got my license, wow. you know, because at some point through getting my license, I had to pack my own parachute. Okay. And there's two ways of him checking to make sure I did it right. Uh-huh. And it was either him unpacking it right there and to see if I did it right, or I just went and jumped it. Oh, and wow. he was like, and, and I don't feel like, he's it. like, I don't feel like I'm packing this. And I'm like, God damn it. Wow. So, he, and you know, that was the whole thing where I was like, well, hopefully I did it right, because so- here we go. <laughs> Yeah, that so the is fear of death scary. never creeps in you, or is it just like I mean, I was just up, like, you know, I was like, I got a second parachute as long as you know, stay calm and collective, you know what to do, wow. should be fine. All right, I was gonna ask that too for the people that don't know. Like, usually when you skydive, you have two parachutes, yeah, okay. it's not like base jumping or base jumping, you're jumping off like a building or something, uh-huh. you don't have the time for a reserve parachute, wow. it's just so quick. Damn, I will say no to that as well. Yeah, the statistics are slightly different than that, yeah. okay, I can, I bet. You know, have you ever been like on the plane, like on the way up to jump out, and like you're with anybody that's blown up or gotten so scared? Because that'd be I've, me. Yeah. I've, I've it, definitely I, yeah. seen people that were were afraid. I yeah. think I was on a ride where someone just decided not to go, and that right. ended up being like a nice three hundred dollar plane ride for twenty minutes. Wow! Wow! I ain't paying. Yeah, so I guess paying money yeah, for that. Don't freeze up. Yeah, man. don't you freeze. Do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it. in Black Panther, <laughs> I yeah. never freeze. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'll you'll enjoy it. It's it's so much fun. It's relaxing. Second, you leave the door, you just you're not even thinking about. It. You're just enjoying the view. That's amazing. I, I mean, I can never get. My, I can just be honest. I will never get myself to that point <laughs> i Give may it do time. it once in my life but i don't know man like just being able to just jump yeah you know, that's wild yeah. bro. i would freeze closest up thing to flying yeah i can imagine yeah i mean now they got these wingsuits now that you can instead of descending the whole time you can actually ascend uh, really? so you can actually like rock. yeah as long as you like go down at a steep enough angle you can like pull up uh-huh. and you'll go up for like i think you are know, you like i'm catching? not sure exactly how high but they were actually gaining altitude instead of consistently falling huh. are you catching like a draft as you're coming up or what well with the wingsuits you know they just have much more fabric and it's more aerodynamics more like a plane i see your body see. shaped like so it's not right. so much thermals or mm-hmm. something like that it's just them keeping speed under their wings and stuff like that right and then allowing them to i mean rise up wingsuits have gotten much better over the years wow i mean there's plenty of stuff that they do they're interesting they're absolutely insane so how do you know or like how do you learn like what to do with the procedure like when you jump out the right time to pull your parachute well i mean when you go to get your license and stuff like that because they're not going to let you jump with your own parachute without getting a license Okay. okay you know so Pretty much, the, you you learn all that stuff, and going through getting your license is learning fixing malfunctions. Right? Oh, okay, so you it's know? more of like a like technical thing. Yeah, it's pretty much knowing what to do if this goes wrong, this goes wrong. It's all about you know right. saving yourself. Right. You know? So basically, like a car license. Yeah. If there's ever a problem, this is the case. That's a good and way just to get it. showing yeah. that you can do it under control. Okay. Okay. You know, because if you panic and freeze up. Probably not the best sport for you. Right, right. <laughs> probably yeah. only one sport and one yeah. chance you got. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So when you do this, uh, are you supplied with like all the equipment or you have to 
buy your own stuff. And- no, if you're going through, like, the ranch has a program, so, like, you're provided with helmet, altimeter, parachute, all that stuff. And nice. then, you know, for the first okay. few levels there, I think you do tandem where you're an attached to an instructor. And then your first seven jumps. Like, you're are- back-to-back, right? Yep, you're connected. Okay. And okay. then your first, I think, seven jumps you get your own parachute and you have two instructors on each side of you when you're falling, holding on to you. So you're always stable. Okay. Um, do they, I guess, when do you learn to be stable yourself? They'll slowly over the course of that, let go. Like you okay. already know what your body, like how you should be arching and stuff where right. your body should be. Right. And they'll slowly kind of let go and see if, you know, if they let go, are you going to stay in one spot or are you going to start to turn to one side or turn to, you know, the okay. other? Is there know? is there like one specific way of turning your body that everyone must follow or does it follow with each person? Well, I mean, both things like, you know, moving your feet or turning your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like they just tell you to do a little bit of both or, okay. you know, it depends on where you go. Okay. I feel like that's a lot to remember that's when you're falling too, too yeah, fast. Yeah, right. Bro. Like. But you That's do procedures as you go down. Like they want you to touch your ripcord where you pull your parachute mm-hmm. like three times to show you know where it is. Okay. You okay. know, they want you to maybe do a 360 right, come back, be straight, 360, 360 left, left, you know, show that you have control. Because okay. if you don't have control, you can spin around to the point where you black out and then. Right. And that's the end. Yeah. Unless you have a Cypress, which is a little computer, hopefully, that fires before you. Actually, impact like so I have one in that, my bag. Okay, does it fire to like set off a warning or something? It it actually pulls your reserve. Oh, oh my so, god! Bless. This is so it can save. Shout out to Cypress. <laughs> as long as you turn it on, though. Yeah, because you know oh, it doesn't wow. work unless you don't turn it on. <laughs> oh my! Because god. you know you're up there, you're moving at high speeds. Right, you can easily get knocked out. That's why people wear helmets. Right, right, but right. You can't always, you know, prevent a meat rocket, some guy flying in and hitting you. Jesus, you know. And then hopefully... Not even thinking of other people in the air hitting me. I Actually, I guess I never yeah. even thought about yeah, that, exactly, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Crashing yeah. into somebody else. Oh, yeah. While, yeah. Like, while no, you're falling. Yeah, no, you, you can see the other people in the air and stuff like that. That's wild. That you know, is there wild, is bro. jump orders depending on how, like, what you are doing with people. Okay. In relation to them falling. Okay. So, because you don't want people jumping out and then the next people in front of them or behind them are going to drift over them right so i guess uh maybe you don't know the history of it is that have something similar to uh paratrooping as far as like jump orders like okay you jump now okay you jump next. not necessarily okay. i mean they're all the same thing they're all the same like you know in paratrooping we just you know basic ground parachute like they're mm-hmm. not realistically i mean it's a form of skydiving mm-hmm. static line but okay. you know you know, they don't have any real free fall point. Ah, okay. You know, the second they leave the plane, that parachute's coming out. Okay. Makes you know? sense. So okay, so maybe I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knowing that Something it co- like, opens up early. Actually, I don't even know. That's too high. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's wild. Right, right, right. It's really interesting. I was just thinking about it like uh, I had a friend that he passed, but he was a paratrooper in life. So I was just wondering if there were similarities there. The one thing I didn't difference between paratrooping and what i use is mm-hmm. they didn't have nearly the amount of control of the parachute that we have ah. like special forces have parachutes like we have to control to get into right like tight areas because they need stuff. to like really land on a certain yeah. specific spot but you, you don't want to give like hundreds of soldiers that just jumped out of a plane <laughs> you know the ability to go whichever way they want <laughs> right, right right 
because you know when we're jumping over there we all tell each other like you know we're gonna land this way because this way is when which way the wind's blowing because right. you want to land into the wind exactly and uh, then sometimes when you get down there the wind could shift Jesus. and you don't necessarily want to land downwind because that's real dangerous right so it comes into play like you know you want to land safely but you decide to everyone else was like we're supposed to go the, other, the other way, way. You know? right right so i mean with the round parachute you really don't have to worry too much you just pretty much at the you know mercy of the wind if you're and you land special, hard yeah exactly you land hard right i was gonna say if there's special forces they also have to deal with like people sh- trying to shoot them out of the sky oh yeah no yeah. i remember when i was going through my uh getting my license in the beginning in delaware i was actually going through a class with the guy who was getting his like uh his own license just for like uh, to have fun and he was uh, okay. an old ranger or something like that. All right. And apparently he did a few jumps into like a combat scenario where he was getting shot at and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's wild. That is wild. It's like that's real wild. And it's like he wants to do this, you know, for fun after staying uh, skydiving, being shot at, and yeah. then he's like, all right, I'll just keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's a life. Yeah. Yeah. So how does one go about skydiving? Like if they wanted to, how? I mean, it's as simple as like you know. I mean, nowadays you can go on YouTube and find anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can go on YouTube. And you can probably watch every single jump through the scenario. Most most cases, you got to take twenty five specific jumps to get through your whole license. Interesting. You have to pay. Like, is this yes, an expensive pay. process? This- yeah, I I paid around twenty five hundred just to get my license before any gear said and Damn, done. You man. know. Money well spent, I'm sure. Expensive right? hobby. It's it, yeah. it is very expensive hobby. I mean, once you get all your stuff together, I mean, it's twenty five, you know, twenty six bucks a jump, and then okay. if you know you're lazy like me, I'll pay someone <laughs> to pack my parachute. <laughs> you pay somebody to pack your parachute. You were just talking about yeah, like but the... my, my my body's so broken right. up that I would just rather. Okay, have that's them understandable. Do it. Yeah, I mean, is there like is it really compacted? Is it oh, like yeah, a lot of no, pressure? Well, my my canopy is one hundred and seventy square feet that wow. you got to fit into a little bag that's like the size of a foot. That's okay so let yeah, them pack so it for you yeah no and they they can do it with ease and just like a snap of a finger where is maybe it, i'll be struggling with it for 20 minutes sweat my ass off do, do is there no machine that can like pack a parachute no oh okay no. so you have to do it by hand well, you yeah. put in all your trust and faith in these people right, well, right. i mean these guys have been doing it their whole lives right. okay so that's a little more comforting yeah no i, I sure. could trust those guys over there nice. i've known them for long enough that's wonderful have you ever had, like, personally a bad experience while skydiving? Yeah, I've had I've had some hard openings where Ooh. Ooh. instead of my parachute opening up just nice and easy, you know, right. I went from, like, 120 to zero in, like, a second. You know, uh, it's like being, like, in a car crash, you know. You yeah, right, right. It's, like, stunned. Like, my neck was really hurting and oh, stuff geez. like that. My back was killing me. What's the percentage of that happening after every jump? One in ten? Wes? To be honest, I'm not, I'm not totally sure of that. I mean, it all comes down. That comes down to how the parachutes also pack. Back to packing. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that, you know. Yeah. If the parachute doesn't deploy wow. properly. Like, because, you know, you can also pack it to how soft an opening you would like it to okay. be. But also, once again, the softer your opening, the more altitude you're eating up for it to open up. Okay. So, like, I think mine would typically be at least... 700 feet for it to fully inflate right so you so essentially no matter what it's packed to taste 
Like yeah. you like, I mean, you like could releasing at a certain time. Get it in as close as you could like, you know. Okay. But some things can go wrong like that. Right. Where the slider is already packed down because there's this little slider that's around the rings that's packed up into the parachute. Um. So when it opens, it just slowly travels down the lines to let the parachute open up slowly uh-huh. because if it wasn't there and it just opened up like that, you know, like real quick, you could tear it, bust it, you know, kill the person, get injured, like... Just pack, pack in how I live. My buddy's yeah. lines, a couple of his popped off when he had hard opening and stuff wow. like that. I was on the ground. It sounded like a shotgun went, like, went off. Jesus. He didn't break anything, did he? You know, he didn't get hurt. Wow. Okay. That would scare me. That would scare me. Have you, uh, have you ever witnessed, like, seeing someone else, like, in a bad situation? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, there, there was one time I was going to go skydive with some friends during like a boogie over there and someone ended up taking a a bad landing and <laughs> not death right not death thankfully okay. not death and i was just like you know i was about to get ready to get on a load like you know put myself on a list and i was like eh, you know what good today <laughs> okay i'm good <laughs> okay I was gonna say, like, if you saw somebody do a bad landing, does that even yeah. just change? No, no, it's like it? this bad landing, like, really hit, like, had to be wow. medevaced broken out, like legs? that. Yeah. Wow, yeah. broken, no, broken a lot of things. Jesus. Oh god. Well, he's still alive, yeah. thank God. No, luckily he's still good. Still That's good. Cool. So you've never though witnessed anyone like I crashing into a tree or? Well, yes, I have watched someone crash into a tree. Ooh, a how did the trees? How how's those crashes? That one was. I mean. I wasn't up close to it. I didn't see like okay. the final ending, but I saw it go into the tree. Ooh. I mean, you know, it's a lot different when you see it from a distance compared to being the person like going right. in the tree. You right, know, right, right. You're not you're not going slow. By any no, no, no. Yeah. no like, you're going at least yeah. thirty something. Like you know, depending on the size of the parachute, you're, you're, you know, you're coasting into that tree real hard. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Ooh. no. Yeah, so I guess the goal, like when you come in down. And you were about to hit the ground. You want to be able to do that little skip run kind of thing, and just yeah. It's a, you pull okay. down, you pull down your toggles, you flare it out, you uh-huh. know, change the shape of the parachute to where instead of going like you know, cuts off the air to it to where you can just land. Uh-huh. You know, instead of you going down, it flattens it out. Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you can control how you land. Right. You know. Is there is there a way? Because I've always seen you also you you always go off a of weight too. Oh, okay. Like how off much of weight. you know. Your weight to the big, the size of your parachute, you normally want at least one to one. One to one. Okay. Well, I guess I was going to ask, like, as you are coming down, is there a specific technique that you have to follow every time? Or is it something that you can also adjust as you move ahead as a, as a diver? I mean, there's always things you can critique. But, I mean, like, when you're talking about coming into land. Yeah. Like, yeah, there, there's always things that, you know, can be safe. But, like, normally when you're going landing somewhere, there's always a landing pattern. Okay. So, you know, the main thing is to keep other people safe. Always look where other people are because, you know, you're floating up around there. There could be people any which way. And right. sometimes it's hard to tell which way they're going. Or are they going to turn for when you need to turn? Like Right, right, right. So it's know, like so. having like general awareness of your surroundings and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, because some people can make bad decisions. You just want to make sure you're prepared for it. Okay. Like, you know, wow. you made it that far. Just, right. Just get on the ground. Exactly. Let me just land. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess one more question. Like, uh, as far as landing, whatever happens, like, let's say you make a mistake in the uh, in the sky. You corrected the mistake, but it's thrown you off as far as landing. And you find yourself, like, maybe falling into some trees, maybe falling like next to a building or some sort of obstacle 
How do they uh, teach you how to try and mitigate it? Well, I mean, you just want to be accurate with your parachute. Okay. You know, because there's plenty of times, like, that's the one thing they teach you also while getting your license is when, before you jump, you want to be able to see the drop zone. You want to be able to see where you're landing. All right. Because if you jump out and you don't see your landing, you could miles fucking away. Right, right, right. Like, there's times where they've ended up miles away. I was on the same exact load where three quarters of my load landed three or four miles away. I think probably at least three miles. <laughs> they so all start they, together. They, yeah, and that's why I was looking back, back up. I was like, where is everybody? And then mm-hmm. here to find out, they landed at like Hannaford's a couple miles down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you got to walk back with that right. parachute. Yeah, so right. that's why I always like, you know, look out the door. I want to make sure I'm over. over. I don't want to have to work at trying to get back because I've been in those situations. Okay. Luckily, I mean, hope- haven't landed off Knockwood, but yeah, I was just, I was thinking like you said at Hannaford's, I was like hoping like maybe you don't like fall into traffic or something like that. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's hard to see power lines and stuff like that from the angle you're up there. Wow. So you obviously got to think like you know, you're crossing a road and stuff. You don't want to be crossing. That's the thing. You land off, you don't know where you're landing. That's the biggest okay. risk right there. You could yeah. land into an electric fence, you know, uh-huh. farms and stuff like that. So let me let yeah. me throw one one more question because it's so interesting. Like, um, as far as like, uh, since it is a plane, I guess it has to be covered like by the FAA. Is that the FAA? Mm-hmm. How do they how do they uh, cover for people that are jumping? You know, since you are like a flying object, I would, I would assume. I mean, pretty much to go up there and like you know constantly on the radio okay they'll also to the faa yeah. themselves yeah will. just like let them know like hey there's a plane going up the skydivers at this location okay like you know yeah like how do i make adjustments here, but still yeah. you'll see once in a while <laughs> that they may be miles plane. Away. i've been in the air before seeing a play a plane like fly off in the distance right like oh, and you're just like man. holy shit, shit. yeah, yeah. wow okay you know, like, 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 do you have you ever seen drones? I don't want to have to worry about plane, like getting hit by planes. You know, right, like, right. I'm already worried about getting hit by people. By like, people, yeah, exactly. Or running into a tree or something. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, is there anything crazy that you've seen, like, while yeah. after you've pulled your parachute well, and you're floating in the sky? Like, well, honestly, one of my favorite jumps is there was one year where the whole like cliffs of the Schwanguns Mohunk Mountains over there were on fire. Wow. Remember, I just did a jump by myself where I just jumped out and I just fell watching that. That's why. And, you know, if I had free <laughs> fall fell for, watching like a mountain on fire. Yeah, I fell for like about 50 seconds and it was just, you know, it was bliss. It was just sitting there just That's watching crazy. the fire. I was like, bliss. I have the best view. Like, you know, it's awesome. Right. I'm here by myself. I'm floating. I'm flying. Like, right, right, right. Is it quiet? I can't quiet up there no No? oh hell no okay so it's loud stick your head out the door at least going 80 and it's like you're going at least 120 wow yeah i didn't think of that so you stick your head out the door at least 60 80 miles an hour it's loud wow like uh as you fall um is it like how does it feel mentally like for you i mean you have control okay like it's not like a complete floatless weightlessness like Mm -hmm. you'd be in space Mm mm-hmm like you do have direction like with your body so you want to be able to manipulate your body okay. in a way to where you're directing the wind and how you want to move okay so you have like the mental capacity to, to you know make that adjustment yeah so you see on movies sometimes like when people are falling from the sky like they do that swimming shit in yeah the air. does that really work like they can't like you can well i mean <laughs> can can you, swimming can you not really i sky? mean as long as you're like you know you're, <laughs> You angle your body just right. You know, you get to move the way you want. Like, you right. know, you wow. can do some pretty amazing That's things. That's pretty fascinating. 
So yeah, you can try to get in what like all your flips, all your crazy maneuvers in your what 50, 50, 55 second. Oh yeah, no. Sometimes it seconds. seems a lot longer. Sometimes it seems a lot shorter. But at the end That's of the day, wild. like I always like to have a, you know, I pull at four mm-hmm. forty five hundred feet. Okay, and want to make sure I have enough time. You right. know, do I have a mistake? You want to have time to correct it? Right, right. Has there ever? What's the shortest then? Like the shortest jump from jumping to landing. As in, like, free fall time? As free fall, right. Like, in the time that I pulled my parachute? Mm-hmm. I mean, the lowest that I got to? Yeah. I think the lowest, I think, maybe was three grand. I mean, I don't wow. think I... I think I pulled a little before that. I was... I know I my parachute was open below three grand, but okay. not by much. But, but, but you decided... Was it something that you were trying to adjust for, or did you just say, fuck it, I'm just pulling it? A little bit lower to this time. No, honestly, just kind of lost track. Oh, okay. Wow, lost yeah. track. Yeah, no, that's the thing. You always want to keep checking, you know, your altimeter and where you are in relation. You're a little comfortable like to that. lose yeah. track up there. Yeah, that's right. why I was like, you know, I was just you. you want to break off from people, so you don't right. want to be okay. too close to people. Okay. So I was trying to get that extra distance, and it was just like, you know, yeah. Even judging, so you, for you know, you're weighing right. like, you know, do I open up close to him? And because you don't know which way your parachute's going to open, right. you could slam in together. Oh, has that ever happened? I mean, oh, yeah. There's people that, yeah. That do they survive way. this? Because it seems like that's not a survival I rate mean, that's very high. Most of the time, no. Okay. I mean, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. No. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not good. So yeah. you you want your space? Okay. You know, that's yeah. One take your like, take your you time. Know, get a space, bro. Because you never know. I remember yeah, I've been under a parachute, and someone's <laughs> parachute has they've gone right past right me with their parachute opening. Wow. Like you Ooh. know, there's some people ended up pulling lower than they say. Because when you jump know. out of the plane, you tell people in front of you, behind you, and you find out what they're pulling at. Uh-huh. You know, because you don't want to have the altitudes mixed up. Like, say you're going behind me. I don't want to tell you that I'm pulling at 2,000 feet. Right. When, which, you know, that's too low anyway, but just for an example. Right. And then end up pulling at 4,000 feet. Jesus. You're already expecting a 2,000 foot feet difference. Right, like, right. You know, wow. Where you would, where I wouldn't even be a factor in your mind, but realistically, mm-hmm. you know, you sure. want to do what you say you're going to do. Sure. Do you have a specific routine that you go through before you jump or um, you just, Go with the flow. Honestly, just go with the flow. Hopefully, it's a nice feeling day. Honestly, I'll try and uh, try and squeeze in a game of disc golf or something yeah. like that. You know, <laughs> get, get the, the nerves down or Shout something out like disc that. Golf. Shout out to disc golf. So, so like, uh, but okay. So, like, when you're about to jump out of the plane, you um, you, you just everything jump, you, or you, you f- like to flip. You do, you do crazy. I mean, I, that's one of my favorite parts is jumping out the plane. Like that's where you know you can do flips out of it and all this stuff. That's that's the best part. Do you do like back like a backflip out of the out of the plane? You do backflip. I like doing like spins out the plane where you start spinning real quick. It just picks up and stuff, and it's just awesome because you kind of just like fall out and nothingness, and you're flipping around. My God, yeah, that's crazy. And then you're out in this a beautiful view that you can just swim around. Wow, like big puffy clouds. Uh huh. Oh, like looking you at like, crash through the clouds and everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you don't really <laughs> want to go through clouds because you can't see people, but I've gone mm-hmm. through a few before. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you'll end up just falling through them. No, I'm but sure you got goggles it, on, right? How is it? It gets that? misty. It's a little cold. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it's a little wet. Like the condensation hitting you in the face. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But it's like, you know, I'll look up in a nice, you know, puffy cloud day. You know, those big 
puffy like cotton balls uh-huh. out there and like that's, that's pretty when tight. you're just falling around those some of those clouds are thousands of feet high and you're just wow. like Thou- imagine these things you're like skydiving around won't... like giant mountains of wow. clouds it's awesome that's it's, beautiful yeah yeah, closest thing to flying, I guess. Huh? It is flying, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, it has to be. Closest thing. Like, yeah, then, closest like I said, there's a wingsuiting where you get a little more time because you're going more forward. Right. And you're, like, shaped more like a wing. So okay. you actually have more control so you can fly a little bit longer. Right, right, right. Yeah, have, like, more aerodynamics going on with you. Yep. Yeah. Like, surf the clouds. Wow. So getting back on the um the technique on the whole landing thing, I just wanted to clarify something. Um, so when you're coming down and about to land, what happens if you are? What do you do if you're coming in way too fast? Are you? Hmm. How are you expect? You you just gonna try to run and and tuck and roll, or what do you? What do you? <laughs> the barrel you just, roll. Yeah, what, I mean, the easiest for me is to slide. I mean, there's been times where, you know. Like a baseball like, slider? Like a, like yeah, a, like kind of like you okay. want to come down and slide because, you know, you don't want to. There's, there's times later on where I tried to be like, hmm, maybe I can outrun this. And it's like. <laughs> no way. No, I slammed real hard. I was like, no, I was going faster than I expected. I can't run that fast. And so I'd have to come in sliding on my feet real quick and then wait to the speed I could run. Okay. Right. okay. But okay. if I ever got to the point where it was like I was coming in super hot or yeah. like my parachute kind of dropped a little bit, like hit some dead air and it drops a little bit. How does that you know, dead not end even worry about trying to get to my feet. Just make sure I don't fucking break anything. Yeah. Actually, right. How does the dead end or the dead drop feel that dead zone? Oh, there's, there's been times where I'll come in. Like, I mean, there'll be heat coming off the, like depending on hot summer days, you want to cross like too low over like uh tarmac, like, okay. the, uh, you know, the runway and stuff right. like that. Cause the heat coming off the tarmac. So you can have like your parachute like literally drop like fifty feet. That's crazy. Yeah, there's been some close times where I was close to the ground where all of a sudden it dropped a little bit. And you're like, oh shit, please start flying. Start flying, right, right. Yeah. Coast a little bit. Because and then I learned later on, like that's why you want to kind of keep the speed up coming in. You just don't wanna just like kind of like slowly drift in. Like you kinda wanna put a little front on the risers, mm-hmm. let it dive just a tad bit, get you know, when you're starting to get closer, like fifty, a hundred feet, you let right. it off. So you keep the speed. So if there's any kind of winds and stuff, right, right, right. a stable parachute. I mean, when you're like adjusting on the way down, is it have you ever gotten yourself to where you have to take a little bit more time before you actually make the landing? Like if you're coming in too hot, do you like try to waste a little bit of time in the air? To, you you can kind of bleed off speed. Okay, bleed off. Okay. Yeah, you can kind of bleed off speed and stuff like that. But I mean, at a, at a certain point, you're kind of committed. Okay. You know, like. Well, is it normal? Like, I can't remember. I'm I'm trying to think of where I remember seeing this or hearing this. But is this real? When like people are coming in, like if they're coming in too fast, mm-hmm. they might do do they kind of yeah like a flight around, pattern around. around yeah circle around and maybe where they dive towards the ground and yeah. then come up real quick and then they coast along the ground really fast that's maybe. interesting so, yeah well that's like uh, that. that's some what they call like swooping like okay that's, so that's actual technique yeah that's a technique that's oh, like the okay. deadliest technique in skydiving oh right on <laughs> yeah <laughs> never will be doing that either <laughs> yeah no you, you you fuck up there you you, you fuck up for life actually yeah. and the next next time is heaven so yeah, yeah forget it all right. Well, um, one more question. I, okay. You know, we got to ask it, though, bro. Sure. If you had to choose one or the other, disc golf or skydiving. Oh, that's, that's, that's a very hard one. 
That's a rough question. I mean, I've, you're you're talking between the ultimate cheap hobby and mm-hmm. one of the very expensive hobbies. Right, right. That is true. That's a that's a and big, one that uh, also I mean, death may be you know included in this if you do it yeah. wrong. Well, that well that's the thing. Yeah, I mean we we could play like disc roulette, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you you better be good. Yeah, right. No, no, Start no, playing for limbs. Actually, either way, they're both uh, both fun. Uh, I've always wanted hobbies. to take a disc out of a plane, throw it out of the plane. Okay. Really? Why not? Yeah. Is it a thing that you can do? Is it something? I mean, what do you I, think at the end of the day, it's going to land somewhere, and yeah, I don't want to. You'll I mean, never see it again, though. No, well, that's the thing. I'm not going to see it again, and yeah. hopefully, it's not to the point where because I mean, it's a very populated area. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want to just realistically be throwing anything out of the plane over there. So okay, that's true though. Huh? I mean, it's it's I'm. Sure, if it's like a putter or some, a certain softer type of disc, mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. wouldn't do much damage. But then again, That's it's, it's twenty twenty. That thing could hit someone driving a bus of kids <laughs> and, if it's and off the bridge. The oh yeah. Jesus! Okay, so maybe that's, it is that's twenty twenty. Yeah, that's I was gonna say going. sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Kyle, thanks for coming and sharing all that knowledge and experience involving yeah, both thank you disc for that. and skydiving. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. I appreciate no, it greatly. Was, thank you. That That's was wonderful. awesome. Yeah, it was super informational. Uh, like I said, uh, I myself would get on the disc golf vibe, you know, before. And I'm on uh, it now, too. Before jumping out of a plane. Yes, sir. Gladly come to join the group. But either wonderful. way, you know, like we said, we really appreciate you coming out no, and taking the you. time and thank sharing. You. Is there anything in particular that you would want to plug or shout out? Or if you want to shout out any of your social media accounts, anything? I mean, honestly, just Hackett Hill Disc Golf right now. That's kind of just the main focus, growing growing okay. disc golf. There you go. Just so everyone. I'm definitely checking it out. Right. Everyone, all the listeners, definitely look that up. It's great. What, good what, time. What was it called again? Hackett Hill Disc Golf. Look that up. It's up in Hyde Park. Get okay. into that. Like we said, disc golf is definitely something that's growing in popularity. Good exercise, something fun to do, and like we had said, um, something very cheap. So, um, you wanna give out any of your social media accounts? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I have Twitter, and that would be Retro Show, and uh, Instagram, which I really need to start using more, which is Tunday T U N D E twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. And everyone can find me at Josh underscore Toth three. That's my Instagram. Mm-hmm. My Facebook is Joshua Toth. Um, we want to remind our listeners too that um, we are officially up on Apple. We you are finally definitely find us. About time. Um, please subscribe to us there. Um, comment. Give us the five star rating. That's really important. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps us out. Oh, I also have an extra one for you, bro. I'm ac- we're actually going to uh, be on Google soon, too. So if you're one ah. of the three people using Google, Shout we will be Google. on there soon. That's exciting. So, yes, so you can find us on Google as well. We're mm-hmm. also on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Please follow us there. Uh, we're on YouTube. Um, subscribe. Follow us. Uh, share us through there. Please. And uh, we're on Anchor as well. We are on Anchor. And we also would like to remind our listeners that, uh, you know, if there's any specific topic or anything that they'd like to hear us talk about or want us mm-hmm. to address, definitely reach out to uh, Timothy or myself. Yeah, and, uh, please do. If you yeah. have anything that's interesting, absolutely, we, we can talk about everything. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll definitely figure something out. Yes, sir. We want to 
give a special shout out and thank you to our editor, Deirdre. Thank you, Deirdre. The work is lovely. Absolutely. You've been doing an amazing job making sure each episode has sounded great. And uh, we thank you. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Yes. Um, we also want to shout out our day oneers, as always. Shout outs to the day oneers. Yes. Thank you. All you who have supported and uh, followed us from the beginning. As always, we see you. Uh, we appreciate we you. Love we you. love you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And um, lastly, uh, you know, we just want to remind everyone Christmas season is quickly approaching. So we just want to remind, you know, everyone out there to uh, please continue to be kind and show love. Yeah, please be kind. That's right. Love so. everybody. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Come Absolutely. On. It's the best time of year. Yeah, right? it is. Especially after the year that we've all had. 2020 has Actually. been rough. So... You know, try and coast out on that one at least decently. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a wrap, my man. That's Another one down. Yes, sir. Great job. We made it. Yeah. So I guess we'll see everybody next week. All right. See you next week. All right. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>